This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Pony Stampede podcast. I am your host, Jordan Hoffeditz, and pretty much using this podcast as a basketball rant. Um and kind of a rambling going on nine games into the season, uh, three losses in a row. That includes a really bad loss to a previously winless Jackson State, and then just a disappointing loss Wednesday night, uh, you know, in a game where for the first 16, 17 minutes, this group kind of gave you hope that maybe they had figured some things out, maybe they had turned a corner, and maybe they were going to kind of get it together, uh, and then the final three minutes of the first half and pretty much the entire second half uh, tore those hopes up uh, into pretty small confetti. Um, I think that's probably the most frustrating thing is at times, you know, this group, you know, there was that that spurt at Dayton. There was, you know, really the first half in a couple minutes against A&M uh, down in College Station, you know, obviously you have to know who the, the opponent is, but the Lamar game, uh, to an extent, where you really kind of felt like, you know, there are some things coming together, they're kind of building something, and then, you know, for the first half, for most of the first half, you kind of saw it in full force, you know, the defense was playing really, really well, they were sharp, they were on top of things, um, you know, they were getting either turnovers or defensive rebounds and then, you know, turning that into quick offense, getting down the floor, going in transition, making shots, uh, taking good shots, making good passes, kind of all the things that I've been missing were all there for 16 or 17 minutes. And then, you know, at the end of the first half and pretty much the entire second half, it all just reverted back to bad turnovers, bad passes, Lazy offense, lazy defense, um, no rebounding. Um, you know, I think that was one of the most shocking things from last night was uh, the rebounding numbers from the first and second halves. In the first half, SMU out-rebounded Arizona State 24-17. to In the second half, Arizona State out-rebounded SMU 24-10. to Um and that was just, you know, I think the only player that, you know, and even Sam, who had thir- 12 rebounds, you know, nine of those came in the first half, only three in the second half. But that was still, you know, by far the the leading uh, rebounder in the second half for the Mustangs. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think coming into the season there weren't exactly high hopes for this group there were a lot of question marks you know so many new faces a new coach that people weren't really thrilled about to begin with you know obviously two massively key pieces in uh in KD and Bandamel uh decide to transfer 
the only two, you know, recruits in the high school recruiting class end up somewhere else. You end up bringing in, what, eight quality transfers, I think 10 or 11 total transfers uh, from the portal doing the exact opposite of what Coach Lanier said he wanted to do uh, in his introductory press conference, uh, but kind of had to add a necessity, and I think you see why he doesn't like it. It You can't force chemistry. You can't force a lot of these things uh, in one offseason, uh, and there's just nothing, there's no foundation. There's nothing that's been built. Um, you know, I mean, even kind of a veteran guy like Zach Nuttall, I mean, it's still his third head coach in three years. You know, yeah, he's, you know, guys like him and Zurich Phelps and Jalen Smith and some others are back at SMU as returning players, but they didn't play much. And they certainly didn't have the magnitude of the roles they have now because of who was here. And to an extent, who you thought was then going to be here the next year. Um, And so it's all just kind of been this perfect storm. But, I mean, the Lanier hire, bit of a head-scratcher. But, you know, the first thing he does is he gets a former five-star in Samuel Williamson to transfer. You know, he gets a a four-star in Xavier Foster. And, you know, there are conference players of the year and – conference rookies of the year and all of these, you know, some seemingly pretty quality pieces coming in and just none of it has been cohesive and none of it has really shown that ability on the court um, much at all this year. Um, You know, uh, Zurek Phelps, very, very talented basketball player, but you're asking him to do probably too much right now uh he's not a point guard but you're asking him to be your point guard while also being your leading scorer and to do some things that i think through nine games are clearly outside of his comfort zone um he doesn't look comfortable doing some things um at times his uh his first thing that he does he's not looking to make a play via pass or anything like that or let anything set up he's gonna you know fling up a a three or drive wild to the basket and hope you know that it goes in he gets fouled or anything and more often than not it doesn't go in and they don't call the foul um but that's been a problem um you know obviously samuel williamson does not look like a former mcdonald's all-american right now he's a hustle guy He's an effort guy. He does a lot of things well. His offense and shooting has been pretty bad. Um, and I don't know what the fix there is, you know. Coach talks about how much time he spends in the gym working on it and shooting and everything else, and it's still not translating into games. Um then there's just there's the body language, you know. I think, um, you know, Zach's kind of taken on that leadership role and veteran guy, even though, you know, he he's been here as long as anybody. But um, yeah, I, I think you saw it uh, in Wednesday night's game that kind of when he got frustrated and let that frustration show, the team kind of fed off of that. 
uh, from him a little bit. He had kind of been that glue holding it together a little bit uh, in some games. And uh, when he kind of let it unravel a little bit, everybody else kind of let it unravel a little bit. I think you saw, um, you know, a lot of body language from Zurich and really from everybody um, throughout that second half that just was was bad body language um, and just kind of looked like a team that wanted wanted that game to be over, wanted to be anywhere else but on that floor playing that game. Um and like a group that uh, wasn't really interested in trying to to get things together, so it's really weird, you know. I part of me, and maybe I'm just dumb, still thinks that there are a couple things clicking away from being a halfway decent team. I don't know that I'd say good. Um, certainly wouldn't say great, but better than they've been so far this season. I had kind of. You know, in looking at this team and looking at the way the season goes, I kind of hoped it would have clicked by now. You know, you're about to uh, play a, a TCU team that's, you know, picked to be a, a Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four, Sleeper team uh, on a neutral court, but it's in Fort Worth. Um, then you're off for a little bit. You go to Hawaii for three games over Christmas, and then it's conference play. You know, you're into the Final Four games of, of ones that, don't matter to get ready. Um, you know, I wrote about them not being in must-win mode yet, but they've got to play better, and I don't know that they've played better. Um, they've shown it in spurts. They've shown it at times, but they certainly haven't put a full 40 minutes together. The closest thing to that was against Lamar, and sorry, but that was against Lamar. So there are, there are just a lot of questions, and it's a lot of, you know, is Coach doing enough to get these guys ready? It, are they taking the coaching? Is just everyone in over their heads? Um, you know, I, I like Coach Lanier. I, you know, he says the right things. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that doesn't make you a good coach. That doesn't create wins. Um, I do think there does, there, there does have to be some patience with this. I think, um, looking at what, uh, was left for him wasn't exactly, um, stellar. I think it might take a little bit of time, but I think there should be some disappointment that this team is performing like it's performing. You know, I think you can take playing hard and the other team just being better. Um, playing hard and just being out-executed. Playing hard and some other things. And I'm not sure that that's what this team has given uh, through nine games. Um, I think, you know, you look at the the schedule and, and realistically through nine games, what, maybe this team should have four wins possibly five instead of the three you know i the dayton loss you know obviously at a&m the arizona state game with the way they're playing you know i think the two you look at um are obviously the jackson state that's pretty inexcusable um and i think the louisiana overtime loss is a tough one um 
again, you kind of go to it going up to Dayton, who was ranked at the time. You know, I, I don't know if, if that should have been an expected win. Um, you know, I think the New Mexico game, more so than losing, was how they lost. You know, losing by 21, and, you know, that was the game where they talked about kind of giving up and quitting on the on the game. And I think you saw a little bit of that again in what probably should have been a 20-point loss. Uh, at the end of the with A and M and Arizona State, um, and again, what's just so frustrating with this group is I think against Arizona State, you know, you saw it, you saw things click, and you saw things work, and you saw kind of how it's supposed to happen with really good effort on defense turning into offense, kind of that connectedness to it, and then you saw that when they just stop caring and don't put in that effort on defense. They have no chance offensively because there's not much that they're doing in the half court or that they can do in the half court to put points on the board. I mean, you know, they went over eight minutes from the end of the first half to the start of the second half without scoring. Um, it was closer to nine when you take away the, the free throw that was made that stopped the run. Um, between, you know, shots from the floor made. And then they'd go, you know, a minute and a few seconds here. They'd go almost three minutes here without scoring. And you just, I mean, you can't have those kind of scoring lulls and expect to be good and expect to win. And right now they're not winning and they're not very good. Um, uh We'll take a quick break, uh, and we'll maybe see if there are some positives uh, about this group. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast and my men's basketball rant. Um, I think the positive again, they're just, I feel like there are too many good pieces on this team for them to be this bad. I do think something's going to click. I think Williamson will start making shots. I think hopefully Phelps matures a little bit into his role. Um, I think at a certain point, Zach's got to find that middle ground between caring enough and caring too much and not, you know, getting down after every missed shot or every, everything that doesn't go 
his or SMU's way because he's a better shooter than what he's shooting right now. He just is. I mean, you look at his Sam Houston numbers and, you know, that he's a guy that can score. He's a guy that can shoot a lot and make a lot. Um, you know, and then up and down the, you know, I just, I don't feel like there are guys playing to what they should be able to play to. Now, is that because they were overrated or they had one good year or whatever it was, um, that, you know, makes you think, Hey, this, this guy or this team or whatever is better than what they actually are. Maybe this is just what they are. Um, some of it is, you know, coaching is, is the coaching staff still not quite figuring out how to coach these guys or how to get the best out of them. Um, you know, nine games, it's a smallish sample size, but it's still, I mean, conference play is, is right around the corner. You've got four more non-conference games to get this figured out. And if you haven't gotten it figured out by now, are you going to get it figured out? Again, whether it's stupidity, whether it's blind hope, whatever it is, I still think that there is that possibility there, but they've just got a lot to overcome right now. And it's, it's a frustrating watch right now. Um, you know, I wasn't at the Jackson State game. I won't be at the TCU game uh, for uh, some weddings the, the family's going to. But uh, I'm sure that was a frustrating watch to watch them lose to a winless Jackson State team. And I know that because I've watched every other game that they've played this season, and I've seen those frustrating moments. You know, the end of the, the New Mexico game. The end of the Arizona State game, watching the end of the AM game on TV, um, watching the last couple of minutes at Dayton. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of those, uh, unfortunately. Uh, the good thing is, conference play hasn't started. There are four games uh, until that happens. There's some practice time. Uh, during the, the break that they'll be able to have, you know, obviously there are some some NCA rules on what they can do uh, practice-wise, but they'll have some practice time uh, that you don't always get in the flow of a season. And I hope that some things get better and that some things do turn around. I I don't know if it's going to happen. I still think it will. Um, I still think the fact that we haven't seen much of Xavier Foster, um, you know, I think what a difference he can make if, you get him out on the court for even just 10 minutes a game, but certainly, you know, 20 minutes a game, just his size, his athleticism. Um, you know, at, at what point do you pull the trigger on him? At what point does something finally click for, for Samuel Williamson? At what point does Phelps kind of start to understand his role a little better? You know, I think there are a lot of things that if they click – you start to see that positive. Uh, at the same time, nine games in and two exhibitions, it hasn't clicked. Uh, there have been bad losses and it hasn't clicked. What What's kind of going to be that thing that kind of gets them over the hump? And I don't know. You know, maybe some, some time off, a, a team trip to Hawaii, 
the Christmas break, the, the holiday break, being out of classes for a little bit. You know, some combination of that for the guys will will get something going, uh, going into that first, you know, January 1st, conference play starts. You get Tulsa at home, uh, then, in, then you have to go to Houston. Um, so it certainly isn't an easy start, and there aren't going to be easy games in conference for this team. Uh, I think the conference is in a stronger position top to bottom than it's been, and obviously SMU is is struggling. But, you know, you have 12 days between the the TCU game and the first game in Hawaii. Um, And then you'll have a week between that last, that Christmas Day game in Hawaii uh, and the the conference opener uh, Sunday afternoon on January 1st. Um, You know, I I wouldn't write this team off yet. Um, But right now it's bad. I'm there's there's no way to to sugarcoat it but I think there is still potential with this group um, they just have to figure out what it is that will make it click and then make that happen and we'll see uh, Saturday is going to be a tough one uh, and then there's going to kind of be a break to hopefully regroup re uh, refocus and then get to Hawaii so we'll see um, otherwise it could be a a long couple months uh, for the Moody Faithful, uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, we're talking about uh, better things uh, to come from this group uh, in the next couple weeks. Until next time, pony up. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.